0: All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of Locked On Avalanche. On today's episode, we know Val Natchuskin is going to be out. And at the beginning of the day, it was, eh, we don't know for how long. And then at the end of the day, it was like, well, it might not be that long. But we'll talk about that. And if this and all of these trades are going to push the Avalanche to kind of force their hand, maybe a little earlier than normal, to make some trades. So we will talk about that. And it's never too early to talk about, the NHL All-Star Game, and who's deserving of the Avalanche to be going to Florida for that All-Star Game. New episode of Locked On Avalanche coming right at you.
1: Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Also, no word on <clears throat> if the frozen wheat pucks will be thrown into the mouths of alligators at this All-Star Game just yet. I would hope, even though the All-Star Game is a month and some change away, uh, we would at least get that information to drum up excitement about the All-Star Game. Because I don't know about you, I don't care about All-Star Games. Yeah, <laughs> But that would make, I mean, at least for the weekend, <clears throat> that would uh, draw my attention for sure. All right, everybody, thank you for tuning into Locked On Avalanche. We're part of the Locked On Podcast network, your team every day. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. You can follow us on our social media outlets LOP underscore avalanche on Twitter, locked on avalanche on Instagram, question, comments, concern, opinions to locked on avalanche at gmail.com and follow us on our YouTube channel over on YouTube. Hit subscribe and get notified when a new show is live. Uh, a little bit later on, we will be talking about that all star game. And it's, like I said, a month and like a week away. Um, so who is deserving? To go wearing the burgundy and blue, we'll talk about that. Uh, but we want to start with Val Nichuskin, who obviously was injured again. Well, what they're saying is he re injured the ankle that he had surgery on. So, I mean, you can go in a number of different directions for that. Was it not fully healed? Did they rush him back? Did he just re aggravate it? Who knows? For whatever reason. He's not there, and like I said in the intro, to start the day, you heard from Jared Bed. Well, not you didn't hear. From, you heard from Jared Bednar, but the word was it was like indeterminate how long he was going to be out. And then later on, I sent it to you. I don't know who posted it. I apologize. Um, they said that Bednar actually came out and said he he just kind of like tweaked it a little bit, and he could be day to day. Ryan Bolding. Yeah. Okay. So who is a reporter um, or a journalist for, for some outlet? Um, And he said that, yeah, Bednar has said, no, he's just a little bit aggravated. um, And he is day to day. I don't know, man, the way that things are going for this season, I'm just taking it for the worst and I'm going with the original determination of indeterminate for how long he's going to be out. So Let's just start there and then we'll go into different directions here with this. But do you think it was something that wasn't fully healed and he kind of rushed back? Or he did just tweak it?
1: It's strength and conditioning. I mean, easy. It's been a Duh. problem all year. It's why everybody's being injured. And now we can't even do surgeries right. Like Gabe <laughs> Landeskog, yeah. Val Nichushkin. We can't we can't do anything right. Let's just yeah. let's give up. No, it's interesting and nuke being nuke i i feel like he just kind of went adrenaline and went too much maybe maybe he did come back a little bit too early but i don't we think don't really know i don't yeah and it, it's <clears throat> i'm not gonna play uh csi denver and mm. try and like super analyze like every move he made on that surgically repaired ankle but it, it's one of those things that happen and mm-hmm. that's what you're seeing with Landeskog. these things happen you don't just not every surgery is a hundred percent like get out of jail free card like it, you got to re, it's you gotta get some time to acclimate and i think maybe jump the gun on it just a little bit and if he did like it,
0: it's not like if he came back early um you know he came back weeks too early yeah You know what I mean? Like At this stage in the game, once you get outside of like a month in the regular season, you're always playing with some ailment. Nobody in the league is is ever going to be 100% for the rest of the season. And if they did hold him out, they were probably only going to hold him out for another game, two at the most. Because when you are ready to go, you are back out there. Mm -hmm. And that's what the player wants. That's obviously what the, the coaching staff wants. That's what ownership wants. Like, you are being paid to play this game for this franchise. And the second that you are able to go, and they will, they're, they're not just going to throw you out there for the purposes of this happening. Yeah. You know I mean, they, they don't want you to, to go out there and just say, hey, let's, uh, you know, get a few good games out of, out of you and then you re aggravate it and then you're lost again. No. It it it's they, they they will they will go the smart route. They'll talk to have if they talk to. They'll talk to the doctors. They'll talk to the player. The player will probably be like the Nathan McKinnon, want to come back earlier than he's supposed to. But the doctor will be like, yeah, hey, you might need another couple. There's so many factors in play here, and I and I'm not going to go down the road of they jumped the gun and and forced him back earlier than what the team doctors. I think that is what they're going to go on more than the player. I really do. Yeah, because the player will always say I'm coming back earlier than he wants to. And then this happens more often. But right now, I don't know. I just I just I think it was everybody was OK with him coming back. And if this happened after he played one game, then I think we're having a different conversation. He played a few games. It's not doesn't make it that much better. But I think it's just a freakish thing in a season of freakish
1: things for the Colorado Avalanche. You also got to think new costs more now. This is an investment. Exactly. You're not going, you're yeah. not going to rush nuke back because why would you jeopardize somebody that you have for the next five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years? Yeah. And you're paying more than you did last year. You want to be as safe as possible with your investment. You pay him for the duration that you are because you believe in what he can do, and you want to give him all the tools to optimize and maximize his production you're not going to rush him back knowing that you could jeopardize what you're doing. So I don't think he was rushed back and I don't think he rushed himself back because it's not, you don't get to the NHL just by waking up and saying, you know what? I'm going to play for the Colorado avalanche. It's a road. It's a climb. It's a long process. Not everybody makes it. Mm -hmm. So to get here, it takes a lot and you've been through a lot. And of course you want to get back out there and keep going it's just one of those things that it just didn't it's bodies are weird, man. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. And and when you're an athlete and like I said, you're getting paid to do this and he's on a fresh contract, you know, when, when you're like 75%, you're going to put yourself out there. Mm-hmm. That's just, that's, you know, that's just the way an athlete is, is kind of wired and you'll work, you, you, you'll, you'll work through a little bit of discomfort to hopefully not get re-injured in the game. And then when you come back the next game, maybe you're 80%. So you're you're improving. You get to that 75% barrier, and then you're improving to get up to that 90-95 while you're playing. Yeah, And I think that's what, you know, but it's a whole other animal when when you've had something surgically repaired. um, You don't know how it's going to react when you finally get out on the ice and go full bore. And for him, it was aggravated a little bit. And now, you know... I don't know about you, but uh, this is going to leave a bad taste in my mouth when Gabe Landeskog comes back. It, it doesn't matter when he comes back. It's it, you know he, he you know we're going to be probably past the twelve weeks. Say he goes to sixteen weeks, so I'm going to be like, was that enough time? You know, is he going to be re-aggravating whatever they they did in his knee or is I think it was his knee, right? Yeah. Um, it th- this just makes you question unfairly other players coming back from an injury.
1: And yeah. let it's you got to get rid of the illusion that hockey players are playing at 100. There is not one hockey player in the NHL right now that is playing at 100. Everybody, is, and that's one of everybody's favorite things when you get knocked out of the playoffs. I've been playing two series with a broken ribs, broken yeah. leg, broken wrists, and you can hear former players like Peter Forsberg talking about the foot problems he had. Yeah, where yeah. he had to take the entire season off. And then he came back and led the playoffs in in scoring. But he had problems with his feet through a duration of his career. Hearing what players have to manage, it's why you don't hear from them in the offseason. It's because they're trying to rehab and get back to at least 85%, 90%, because they're never fully 100%. And you can't fault Nuke, and you can't fault the Avs for everything that happened to Nuke. Um, So... Let's hear from Bet Online,
0: and then what I want to get into is, you know, whether or not this is long-term for Nichuskin again or even short. Let's say it is day-to-day. Are the Avalanche at the point where it's like they need to make some trades and bring in, I say, if you see me on YouTube, I'm using air quotes, healthy bodies, because, like, do they just keep going through these injuries and just saying at some point we'll be 100% healthy? But will it be too late for them? Do, do they wait until the trade deadline to make any sort of move? And do you feel like that's kind of like a little bit too late? Do they need to do something right now? We'll talk about that right after we hear from betonline.net, which is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional in amateur league out there, from pro football to the college bowl season to basketball, of course, our beloved NHL, the basketball, the basketball. I, I said that wrong. I apologize. The NBA <laughs> and the basketball, and we probably should. We can get Bet Online to put up stat. Like we can do that. We have the power to do that. We do. Um, we. I mean, there, there. We probably should put something up there of when these guys on the Avalanche are going to come back. They should. There should be lines for every single Avalanche player that's out and when they'll come back. I pro- If enough people ask me to do that, I probably could email the people at Bet Online, and they will put that up for us. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Uh, and if you love <clears throat> sports podcasts, and who doesn't, you can even find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. So head over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. That's BetOnline.net. It's where the game starts. All right, sir. So I was uh, I was thinking about, you know, I talk about the trades and stuff like that. And I think the evidence are going to be buyers um, if we go up to the trade deadline. I don't know if they will. I, I, I'm kind of feeling like. At what point does Chris McFarland and Joe Saka get to the point of the fan <laughs> in, yeah. in that? OK, like this is crazy. All of these injuries are crazy. Do we need to address it in the form of a trade now? And you've put Gabe Landeskog on LTIR. If Nechuskin is, is, is going to be, like we said in the beginning, long-term, short-term, we, we don't know. Maybe it is short-term. If it is long-term, you throw him on LTIR. I think that soaks up most of your LTIR. But that would allow you to bring in somebody. Because abs have zero cap room as it is. Oh, yeah. Um, and if they make any deal, you know, to, to bring – if it's not a one-for-one one where the numbers are the same, um, everybody wants to throw out Patrick Kane and Jonathan Tays, <clears throat> Like, a third team would absolutely have to get involved if you're going to bring in either one of those guys because those contracts are massive. There's a lot of factors at play here. But, do, but just, just, you know, forget the numbers side of things because they can figure that out somehow, some way. Do the Avalanche do you feel like they they need to make a move now cuz where they are positioned standing wise which is not terrible they'd want to be better but they're <clears throat> they're kind of on that cusp of being a playoff team and not a playoff team and this team and this franchise plays to win games and 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 go for the playoffs they're not a team that's going to throw in the towel so do you feel like they're going to kind of I don't know if you want to say like set the tone for the trade market. Be that team that makes a deal, knowing Landeskog might not be back. We don't know when. Worst case scenario for for might be out if he's out long term. Byram seems like he's going to be out long term. Helm seems like he's going to be out. Like all, just just all of these guys. I'm sitting here like. I, I would kind of feel like you have to make some sort of move, bring in some "quote unquote" healthy bodies, and throw. You know, you got some, get rid of some money on on LTIR. You have that, but then you have a whole. Other, I understand you have the whole other issue. Like, if you do get Landeskog back and the Chuskin back, then you have a Vegas Golden Knights problem on your hand. Yeah, all this money in LTIR. I get all that. I guess what I'm asking is boiling it down to. <clears throat> forget about the money thing right now and I, and, I, and I say that understanding that the money is very real <laughs> um, do the Avalanche need to make a move to combat
1: all of these injuries it's just is it an, is enough enough and to Chris's point about money being an issue according to cap friendly at time of recording the Avalanche have 115 thousand eight hundred and twenty two dollars not even enough to shoulder league men. So, well, <clears throat> hold on to that. Yeah, I, I mean, it fluctuates. So, you could play with it, understandably, with that, with 115 projected cap space. You could play with it, the number, but uh-huh. I'm just giving just kind of a number that we can all sit around and sit on for a second. When you talk about. The trade deadline, the avalanche, and the position they're in right now—is you're basically making a move. Is one move going to be enough? It depends on what the move is, I guess. Because you're going, um, you're asking, what do you, what do you need? What? Uh, step back for just a second. What? What is the number one problem right now for the Avalanche? You're not getting scoring. Mm -hmm. Potentially on paper, at the beginning of the season, you looked at this lineup. Let's just pretend Landis Gog. Everybody that's injured, take them off the lineup. You still still feel pretty good about the production that you're going to get from Newhook, Comfer. If you would have said Foodie and all the call-ups we had from the Eagles, you would have felt good about those. You're not getting the production. Is bringing somebody in from another system, another team, is that going to immediately help the cause? Uh, It's a
0: loaded question because it's, you know, it depends on who that person is. You know what I mean? Like if, if you're bringing in, depth guys uh, that are better than the depth guys you have now <clears throat> and, and the only way you would would kind of do that is bring in like veteran depth guys you mm-hmm. know what I mean I, I wouldn't bring in any like younger depth guys that still have are, are unproven because uh, that's a chance you know they, they're doing that with Morgan right now and that seems to be like a pretty good move but that's so early he's only played a couple games so we don't know long term Someone like cogliano you know they, they made a yeah. trade with cogliano last year at the deadline, that obviously has worked out for them. I think that's – if you're going to do a depth move, that's something that you kind of do. Um, but if you if you want to do that, like, big splash move that we wait year in and year out for the Avalanche to do and it never comes, I kind of feel like – at the beginning of the year, I, I kind of felt like they're probably not going to do that. They're not built yeah. that way. They try. They, they try to, to bring in guys, but they're not going to sacrifice – their, their, their future in terms of like f- first round draft picks. Uh, they will sacrifice a couple prospects here and there, but not like their biggest name prospects. Um, they, they've shown willingness to do that. Um, but I don't, uh, beginning of the year, I was like, it's probably going to be status quo in terms of trades for the avalanche this year. I don't know if I feel that way anymore, because if you, <clears throat> if you're, if you know, you're going to be out these guys, and they, you know, they're still assuming that that Landeskog, even though it's going to be longer than the projected twelve weeks, he will come back at some point. Um, and Nichuskin seems like he will be back at at some point. But if you have guys that are going to be out for the year, if Byram's out for the year, if Helm is out for the year, and I know his number is, I know both of those numbers are very small in terms of of contracts. Um, you you make moves to fill in those spots. You're not going to. You're not going to fill in those spots, and, and 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 think that you're going to get what whoever you're bringing in is going to give you what Bo Byram gave you in the playoffs, or what Darren Helm gave you, gave you in the playoffs, and in the regular season for that matter. Um, but I still feel like you you have to kind of make make a move because it, this it hasn't at any point in the season shown you that this has gotten better. Yeah. And I know they're injuries and I know they're freakish and I know you can sit here and say, well, we just have to get everybody back and this is just unprecedented and all these injuries. Okay, then I'm at the point where I am assuming and we know what happens when uh, we assume uh, that this is going to happen for the rest of the year. And maybe I shouldn't be doing that right now. And maybe I'm just kind of being uh, a a little bit too like far thinking. Um, And maybe there's some people out there thinking like it's got to stop at some point maybe you're right but it hasn't to this point Mm -hmm. so i would play the rest of the season as it's not going to stop and i need to bring players in and then just the players i bring in will probably get injured too and it won't matter in the long run
1: anyway so but you also you mentioned the injuries and how it's not gonna stop you have also kind of backed yourself in a corner because If you're making a trade or you're making a move, whoever's going out, it's not going to be that little we bring in, insert name here, and we're also sending so-and-so-and-so-and-so from the Eagles. No, that's a roster player. We need you Saturday night against Toronto. Like, the players of value are on the roster right now making up for the players that aren't playing right now. So, not only are you going to bring in somebody to quote-unquote help the cause, You're also giving up on somebody who has been trying to help the cause. And are you going, are you good with giving up on a Sam Gerard who won the game the other night? And I know everybody wants to dump on him every chance you get. Hmm. Do you want to get rid of that? Do you want to get rid of like insert name here? Like they have been contributing to the cause and trying to win games for the Colorado Avalanche. Are you going to give up on them and their production and what they bring to this roster that could beat any team in the league when fully healthy? Are you fine with giving up on that player for another gamble? Yeah. Like, have it, yeah. And honestly, <clears throat> where the avs sit right now, we're not, it's not that terrible compared to, yes, right. <clears throat> it's, where we were last year it's where it's not that bad it's just i think we got spoiled with the cup win and we anticipated going 82 and 0 for some reason but that's not going to happen
0: yeah yeah that that's like another a part of this is like wh- where do you where do you stand on on the season because ha- as things are abs are holding their head above water it's not where we want them to be and and they're gonna go like they're not gonna throw in the towel. They're not a team yeah. that is going to say like, well, you know, injuries are, have bitten us this year, so uh, let's just fold it in, get healthy for next year, and make another run. They're they're not gonna do that. They're simply not gonna do that unless things completely fall apart. And, and at the trade deadline, they are nowhere near a playoff spot. Um, but I, I don't. I just don't think when you have guys like Kyle McCart, Nathan McKinnon, Miko Rantanen, like the, your your healthy guys. I know Nathan McKinnon's not. He could be back. Who knows. Um, it's just not in the DNA of this team to fold it in. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, I, I think they're doing, they're doing well, but, it, and it's not me saying like, I feel like they need to make a deal earlier is not me saying like they're struggling. It's not, it's me saying like, they're not where they want to be. And do they need to make a move to combat all of those injuries to get, or start going in the direction of where they want to be. And if you have those guys that are out for the year, like the Byrams and the Helms, then you can bring in a rental because the Avs do not like to do that. They do yep. not want to make a trade for a rental guy. And, and if, if that's going to be the case, if you know you're going to be without specific players for the, for the rest of the regular season, then I'm okay with with a rental because then that guy moves out and the guys that are out for the rest for the duration of the season come back next year. That kind of works itself out. But um, actually, I just brought up cap friendly too. and 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 what you're looking at, the one hundred fifteen thousand is the projected cap space. That's not technically what they have in cap space currently. So the projected cap space is what they will have. By the end of the year, if everybody's healthy and everything mm-hmm. is counting against the cap, that's what they will have at the end of the year, which is fine. Um, but according to this, their their current cap space is $5.3 million. And that's, that's by putting guys on LTIR to freeze
1: up stuff. I bring up... Because I, I don't want to get into the Vegas-type no. shenanigans at the end of the year. That's why I kind of... Because I know that we're playing with the LTIR right now, so... Yeah, brought that number up.
0: So it's, uh, but it's, 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 yeah. I mean, you have to look at that. Yeah, that that is a number that you have to be conscious of. Um, But if you have five point three right now, uh, that that comes into play. You can you can maneuver with some of that stuff. I don't think the ads really want to bring that number, the current cap space number, down a ton. They can they have some wiggle room, so they have some room to do stuff. And if you're gonna move guys out. That's obviously that has a, a cap number associated to them and bring in somebody that is of equal or lesser value that only helps that number. So abs are in a spot where they can make some moves. They they can if they wanted to. So we'll we'll I, they will. Uh, but are they gonna be that team that waits right up until the the deadline? I say all this knowing full well they probably will. Mm-hmm. I think they will wait and see when when they get all of these guys back. And what does our roster look like at the trade deadline? Not right now because this isn't our full roster. And again, that's why I will never be a GM because I, I would have jumped the gun by now to say, like, this is out of control. I need some 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 bodies in here and made some moves that would have hurt me for later in the season. I don't think they're going to do it. I think they'll stand pat. And and wait for all of these guys one by one to hopefully come back and then not have any issues for the rest of the year, but God, the way that the season has gone, what gives you any encouragement that that's going to happen at any point during the season? Just where we're at. So, um, as far as the healthy guys that we do have and that have played up until this season, we have an All Star game that's a little bit uh, more than a month away. Uh, so, who's deserving? of uh, the avalanche sweater to go to Florida. And like I said in the beginning, shoot some meat pucks into the mouths of alligators. I am holding out for that. God, if that doesn't happen. So, uh, but first we're going to hear from the NHTSA and the new year is upon. I mean, the holiday season has been here. You know, there's uh, a lot of alcohol consumption that goes around with the holiday season and the new year is included with that and obviously you are going to be hanging around with some friends putting back a few drinks a few becomes a few too many as evening comes to an end and people start to head out you think of calling for a ride but you live nearby and you can make it home it's no big deal so what are the odds you'll even get pulled over anyway and even so what's the worst that could happen your insurance goes up you could lose your license you could lose your job you could total your car or you could potentially kill somebody everybody knows about the risks of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel, often under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now in full force looking for impaired drivers on our roads and to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again, play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's and I know with the new year, a lot of these taxi companies will offer free rides home. You don't have to pay for it. So take advantage of that. Unless you do, if you don't do that and you drive sober and you'll get pulled over. It's a message from the NHTSA. All right, sir. Um, All-star game. I I, I don't like them. I, I know <laughs> I just you don't. I think they're a waste of time. Are you, are you a yes. fan of that? You like yes. them?
1: Give it to me. I it's love funny, it.
0: Like, I, I loved them as a kid. Yeah. And I think I loved them as a kid because, like, you got all the superstars on yep. one place. And now I just, I don't know. I, I They don't get me as excited as I did when I was, was a, a kid. And namely, like, the, the NBA All-Star Game was yeah. where it was at. Yeah. Like, you had to watch that. I just don't care anymore. I just think it's a waste of time. It interrupts the season. I, I don't, I don't, not a fan of it. But I get it. It's they're not going away. I'm probably in the minority of uh, people who don't like all star games, um, and and they're they're not going anywhere clearly. And it is a, for the players; it's a nice couple days off if you don't have to go, and if you do have to go, it's still enjoyable because it's it's still a couple days off because you don't you don't really have to put in a, a full amount of effort uh, into a game that should be fun and for the fans. So as far as it goes for the, the avalanche for this season, um, clearly there's going to be some players that are going and others that are potentially going. Um, and we'll talk about this probably a couple times over the next month leading up to the All-Star game um, of who went and who could potentially get snubbed. But who are you looking
1: at early on to head to Florida? Miko Rantanen. Shuin. Without I mean, easily Miko Rantanen. And it would be great to get him on that national stage and kind of show him off a little bit and remind everybody, hey, the Avalanche still exists. I know we're not dominating <laughs> like we used to. Like, hey, the Avalanche are still there, and it's a good way to remind everybody and give Miko a little shine. It's mm-hmm. his year.
0: Yep. Yeah,
1: he's a definite. Who else you thinking? Honestly? <sighs> yep it's going to have to be Miko and kale
0: kale is going to be a shoe in um, <clears throat> for two reasons. Like it, his numbers are still good. You know what I mean? Like what's he got? 31 points in 34 games, 33 games, 31 points in 33. So he's, you know, he's a defenseman and mm-hmm. he's almost pulling a point per game. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's kale McCarr. Like, and this is whereas this is like the, the all-star game. It's like, do they go because of how they're playing this year or do they go because of name recognition. And for him it's both. For him it's it's going to be both for the rest of his career. Like he he would need to be injured for the first half of the season to not go because he is superstar status and even if if he had half of the points he has right now. If he had 15 points, he'd still be going because that's just where he is right now because this is all fan voting. Um, And he would go without a doubt, but he has good numbers and um, couple that with, you know, the name recognition he's going. So I think you have two no doubters in Miko Rantanen and Kael McCarr.
1: Past that. Mm -hmm. Good luck. See, like I would almost
0: give all of those things that I just said about Kael McCarr to Nathan McKinnon even with his injuries, um, I, I, think he w- I think he will still be there. And I think that's the most you can have. I don't think you can have more than three players the way that it's set up. I don't think you can have more than three. Um, and and again, because of the fan voting, because it's Nathan McKinnon, they're coming off the Stanley mm-hmm. Cup. Um, I kind of feel like McKinnon will, will be there. Like if he didn't get hurt just now it's not like he missed a ton of games how many games has he played uh 23 so he's missed 10 games that's not a ton and in 23 games he's had he's got 34 points so
1: yeah he's deserving yeah it but again that would be bring him back and then that's one more game you don't know if you want him playing i know there's that fine if you don't or one game suspension if you don't go if you're selected to the all-star game, are they suspending? Are they, they I, I, believe I, I believe that's I what they, it is. I know they fine. I think it's but a remember, fine or a one-game suspension
0: for I remember Ovechkin did yes. this last or a couple years ago where he didn't he didn't want to go. And I think he ended up going, but I don't know. I gotta look it up or someone but in that's, the comments. That's
1: the reason I don't want Kale McCarr to go because like it's part of the reason why I, I don't want any of them to go. Yeah, it's <laughs> he leads the league in time on ice, like the entire National Hockey League on time on ice. And honestly, when it comes to like goal scoring on the Avalanche, it's Miko Rantanen with 24. Second place on the team is Lucky with 9. Hmm. Like it's there's a drop huge off. drop off, like huge. And then when it comes to like justifying their place on a national stage, when players like Tage Thompson are having a year, Bo Horvat's right behind him yeah. when it comes to goals. Like you're taking up roster spots, and then you're going to be like, I get they're def- they're the defending champions, but they're not having the greatest year. Like Kale is there on n- name recognition and the point per game, but I don't know if Nate would get selected because, again, it's he out would. of sight, out of sight, out of mind, and nobody's talking about the Avalanche right now.
0: Eh, but <clears throat> Maybe not as a a team and as, uh, you know, where they are in the standings, uh, but individually, you're still, like, Miko will get there because he's having a fantastic season, and I think fans will recognize that and get him in. Um, But as far as, you know, Kale McCarr and Nathan McKinnon, those are your two guys that will be going for the foreseeable future. As long as they just, you know, like I said, don't miss the entire first half of a season – they will be going. So, uh, but like I said, I, I'm almost positive you can only get three guys. And here's my other question: Like, so if if those are the Avalanche are lucky enough to get three, and they send those three, does that leave anybody out? What about Georgiev? No. I, I mean, this is where, you, like I'm saying, is it is it based on like how they've played? Like he's had a good season. It's I don't know. Smaller pool for goalies. I think they do three goalies, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's, it's so, a much,
1: and there's so many great goalie performances West, going on.
0: Yeah. There, there's some good, like, I, I think he would miss out. I think yeah. he would be close. Um, and he'll probably get some votes, but I think, I think he would miss out. Um, at least for this year, but. Um, I don't know if there's any anybody else. I mean, the next no. closest name would have been Nuke. I think he was he was on track. You know, he yep. started the, the start of his season was you couldn't ask for anything better, and then you know it all just kind of fell apart with this. But again, injury.
1: you did say like this is a month away. Like if Erod continues on the track that he's on, he can, make a, he can make a case. He could so. make a case. He could be
0: one of those guys that gets sneaks in because other guys got injured and can't go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he could be that. So, I do want to see who, you know, uh is like the last person voted in because I I think every team gets like one player that can be voted on. Um so I want to see who that would be for the Abs. It w- it might have to be like I mean, oh god, I, I I I it might have to be Miko Rantanen. Believe it or not, it might have to be Miko me Rant- because I think even as great as a season as he's having, I think Kale McCarr and Nathan McKinnon are going to get the fan votes to catapult them in into the shoe in section. And I think, you know, Miko Rantanen might have to be the vote in if, if you think like that's ridiculous. It might work out that way just because those two guys, other two guys on his team are, you know, in superstar stat- status. And it kind of leaves him a little bit behind, even though he's having better seasons than both of those guys. Crazy. NHL NHL voting for you, baby. gotta love it. Gotta love it. So, uh, but you know, it's obviously early. We got a month and some change before we get to that, but something to keep, keep an eye out for uh, over when the new year starts. So, all right, everybody that will wrap it up today. The avalanche in action at home against the Los Angeles Kings. And uh, Kyle and I will be back tomorrow to break all that down. Av's got to get back in the win column in a big way. Regular season, regular season, regular regulation win uh, Mm. is needed. So that will wrap it up for today. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That is always appreciated. Uh, Follow us on our social media outlets as always. For Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan, I am Chris Selly, And this is the Lockdown Avalanche podcast. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Go, Abs, go!